Teddy, if you if you didn't if you didn't get a hundred percent fully beat for this audio only podcast, Teddy, well we ain't cool no mo. <laughs> we ain't buying. Teddy, please. Let's grind her. Was that grinder? No, that's that you. Like, please, like I'm on grinder oh. during the pandemic. I can barely grind. <laughs> oh my god! You know how many people are? It's so disgusting. I know. Well, I mean, people I just know. probably want to chat. I oh, mean, I have no honey. No, they are fully hooking up. Sweetie. They are fully hooking up. That is the truth. I've thought about it for chatting, but I was like, maybe if I want to like find a post-pandemic boyfriend or like a phase four, let's get this together real fast before we can lock it down again um i would need to go on like okay cupid or something like germaphobe looking for the same <laughs> i want to let you know i heard the other day that there's it's very disturbing news that corona is in the jizz it's in oh, the yeah. jizz in the jizz it's in all your fluids but it's especially in someone who's recovered from Corona could still jizz out fresh Corona. <laughs> How long have we recovered though? Like we've like, it's barely been like, we're like not that long into Corona, you know, like I'm sure. Uh, give it a, give it a fresh Corona. Oh my God. He's like a Corona vending machine. He's jizzing out fresh Corona. Girl, I put in a quarter and I got fresh Corona. <laughs> no. Fresh corona. Uh, no. Of all time, better make it out tonight. It's Rainbow It's of all time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another blood-curdlingly good episode of the gayest of all time. Add reverb effect in the future. Um, I am your host, Mr. Johnny McGovern, and I know that I could always throw showbiz away and become a Lemaire skin representative. <laughs> yes, you could. When things are bad, I often think, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to get a job at the Lemaire counter and I'm going to work my way up. I'm going to go to every class. I could teach the class right now. I could teach the class. And I'm going to become the world's number one LaMare salesperson. And then I can be like the beautiful ladies on the LaMare lives that they've been doing since quarantine is on where they're pretty. They have great skin and they do semi boring lives where they go through each product. This is the one, of course, it is the miracle broth. I mean, I could do one right now, Linda. I could do a LaMare live John, right now. I am confident in your ability to ace that interview first. <laughs> I'm imagining the suggested makeover they make you get. They're like, we're going to need you to shave your whole face for maximum skin. We're, <laughs> we're going to send you a home highlight kit. To just oh, my God. Brighten you up a little bit. 
And no. Here's our new Lemare self tanner because ah! we want you to have a uh, have a, a rosy glow. And just like that, Johnny's second career went down the tubes. No. <laughs> I'm not getting highlights. I'm not shaving my beard. I'm an alternative, hairy, big Lemare salesperson. Diversity in the workplace. Thank you, Lemare. Number go, one. <laughs> maybe it'll go just right. And they'll say, John, this is exactly what we've been looking for to add to the company to reach their hairy market. It's Le Nightmare. Thank you, La. Le Nightmare, bitch. It's, Le I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to have a Le Nightmare. I'm going to only have a Le Dream. <laughs> anyway, I when I talk to Le Mare, I know it so well, I call it La. Speaking of La's, ladies and gentlemen, there's a gentleman who once was a lady who sometimes is a lady in name only, but is here today with the most soft, beautiful light when uh, from our version, because we're seeing her on the phone. And ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, the lovely Lynn Tinta, James Tinta. James Tinta. <laughs> You're just going to lump me in with all those names? You're going to go something new and fun? You know what? Sometimes I just get lazy and everybody's a Lintita Sintita. Ladies and gentlemen, right. Joseph. You're like, I'm not Aminta. I'm not Tatinta. I'm Lindacia. I'm Laline. Laline. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Laline. Ladies and gentlemen, Laline James. Thank you. Hello. Yay. I'm Linda James and I have fast becoming America's number one Star Wars historian because it's the only thing. Because a children's space soap opera is the only thing I can watch and not be triggered about the world. <laughs> Fantastic. I was on the phone with Martine the other day, and he said, I have no idea. I gave him a big analogy about how we're in uh, we're in Attack of the Clones right now, and I'm just waiting for Order 66 to come, which is where they kill oh. all the Jedi. That's when, when Palpatine says, you know, sets off the clones and they kill all the Jedi. And he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Out-nerded me. And I said... Whoa. I've won. I finally won. I don't know. You did it. And but you know what? I've got to say that's the truth, Linda, because those movies, I remember at the time those came out, the early, the redo Star Wars, this one, two, and three, if you were to put them in full chronological, even though they came out twenty years later or whatever. Right. The uh I saw those at least three times in the theater with the kids, and I couldn't tell you one thing that happened. Or plot point. That's kind of why I love them. Like there, I love the prequels because you can just go to sleep to them. You can uh, put them on and be like, "What the fuck is this? When did this happen?" Like I, I've seen them. Like no lie, in the last six months, I've seen them. Like uh, uh, I'm gonna say I've watched each of the prequels seven times, and there's still things that I say, "Oh shit, look at that." You know, like, and the acting is so bad that you just like kind of coast through. They're camp. They are camp. They are. I camp. love it. Yes. I Good. love it. Good enough. Uh, George Lucas is at home listening to this podcast, being like, "Finally, somebody gets it. Yeah. All right, it's layered." I've got news for you, uh, George Lucas. Fag. <laughs> really? Fag. Always, really? A fag. I've always thought that. I have always thought that. Yes. I don't know why, but I have. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of Gaydaw. Please welcome the one and only Tetita Margasinta, Teddy Margus. Hello, everyone. It's Teddy Margus, and I'm applying a darker lip liner to my lip. 
to achieve a plumper, poutier face. <laughs> Isn't it gorgeous? I, sweetie, I think you have achieved it. You're succeeding. The color is l'orange. <sighs> l'orange. L'orange. Dick l'orange happening in my mouth right now. Linda, have you, first of all, Linda, Teddy, Teddy, Linda, Teddy, if I ever need to see, be sure Linda will do a project, I just tell her that Teddy will be there. And she zooms in. She loves oh, her love number it. one star, her number one star love of it. Teddy Tales, Tuesday and Thursdays, required love viewing it. in the Linda James household. I said he calls me and I say, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't like you got 15 minutes until Teddy's on. We gotta cut this it's short. TT, we gotta cut it short. I, I wanna be first. I wanna get that first <laughs> shout out from TT. <laughs> I have to wash my dishes and put my little thing up and watch. Right. I love you for that, darling. What'd you say? I'm washing the dishes and watching Teddy Tales on Tuesdays. Perfection. Perfection. I am the ASMR. (laughs) That's why the two of you go together so beautifully. (laughs) Yes. I'm Linda and welcome to the Cool Comfort Pod, and I'm Teddy, the special guest on Triggered with Teddy. Oh my God, Triggered with Teddy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Triggered with Teddy is the perfect companion show. <laughs> I love Triggered with Teddy. Oh my God. <laughs> Be sure to listen to Triggered with Teddy right after the Cool Comfort Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Linda, have you been enjoying um, the thespian Tatinta's forays into womanhood on his Sex in the City send-up oh, as no. Samantha Jones? Oh God, I have, I've written him into the Academy for a Golden Globe this year. I'm, I'm up for two Golden Globes, and they're right here on my chest. If you really want to get into it, is it your sister? Is Helly Hell your cousin? Helly Hell's my sister. Yeah, Helly Hell's your sister. Him and his right. sister are doing musicals. Oh, yeah. We're doing one-minute musicals. Yes. One-minute musicals. I see. Those are... Helly Hell is America's Next Drag Superstar. I have news <laughs> She's going to go on the Boule Brothers Dragula and sweep. <laughs> we did this the past one, Zorba, which is a, a musical based in Greece. And she... She looked like a hot Greek dude. She looked like you. <laughs> she was. I was like, wait, I can't look at you. You are so hot right now. You know what? The Marcus family started off in the least likely of places for a late in life Hollywood <laughs> career. <laughs> Von Trapp family. Yeah. On the next E True Hollywood story. You know, Johnny, when I was doing the show at FUBAR, uh, my sister had come up on stage with me one time, and Johnny literally within three seconds took up one of my flyers or the postcards and turned the other, my comedy partner, Mikey, into my sister and changed it to the Teddy and Helly Hell show. And it was, I still have it. It's so funny and so right on because he drew my sister to perfection. Do you remember that, Johnny? I vaguely do. I mean, you know, I, you know, I love a quick Photoshop gag. Like one of my pleasures in life is to like see something in real time and immediately turn it into a Photoshop. I have a whole app devoted 
to doing that. Teddy, I have your face ready to go. It drops on any photo. I have Julie. I have Brandy. I send them a lot of fake Photoshop items. Like when I watched Teddy Tales the other day and I was screen recording you because I knew something good was going to come out of your mouth every five (laughs) seconds. And I screen recorded you and I got that. uh, I got, I made a, made that meme where it said me after quarantine. And it was a clip of Teddy going, I'm going to need to have my anals expressed <laughs> it's a classic johnny is perfection with that no sooner are you either off the stage or off the air <laughs> bam it comes right there in your inbox <laughs> um uh, well i do i vaguely remember that but i remember your sister being very good yeah, with you a, a comedy duo she's really funny she truly is <clears throat> Well, I can't wait for the like uh, the Fantasia movie where you uh, all play yourselves. <laughs> we play uh, ourselves. Linda, that is the everything that I need. Teddy as a young Teddy. Teddy right now right. Well, playing Teddy through the ages. Teddy, this is actually a movie you should do. Te- it's a series. Teddy Tales is the we're doing the you know this is the mock up for the series that this he's writing. The, this is the and, right the leading up to. It's got well, the Greek family element where they're all hanging around the house for something, and he's telling a story about this time. Teddy plays himself in the present, and he also plays his grandmother. Uh, yeah. your grandmother alive? Is she Is dead? What? Is your grandmother Wait, dead? I got a little. Yeah, they're is both dead, which is perfect, man. I, they're both dead. No, she's you play the ghost. They're she's both dead. dead. It's perfect. She's um, there, but you I'm play the ghost. ghost. And her name is I Yaya. Actually, Unfortunately, we, we call ah, her Yaya. <laughs> very good, Teddy. Yes. Hi, Yaya. You play Yaya hey, Teddy. in flashbacks. <laughs> and uh, you, we've got a great young actor. Your nephew plays you. In the oh, that's perfection, episode. yes. And the, and I would like to pitch a different series. This series is much like Drunk History, okay? But the only host ever is Teddy, and every, it's Teddy Tales, and every week you pour a drink, just like normal, and you start to tell the story. And then in, we see the story, and Teddy, you play every role I, I, in the story. I, As young like Teddy, that. the bullies, old Teddy. You can film that at home. Teddy Tales. With the, and then we get to experience a wigology story <laughs> where you recreate all of your different classic hairdos, Teddy. Uh, it's funny that you say that because my um, my I, I did a family Zoom and uh, happened to have a collection of wigs next to me, and my 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 mother's mother and her four sisters are no longer with us, and all the family was on, and they were like, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if Helen were here or Mary and Catherine? Wouldn't it be great?" And I was like, "One second." <laughs> <laughs> I put on a wig and I played my grandmother for two minutes. Then I put on another wig and played my Aunt Mary for two minutes. Then I put a third wig on and played my Aunt Catherine. And then I played my Aunt Angie. They were like, you've either lost your mind or we're really worried about your closet. I was like, I think you should be worried about my closet. It's full of wigs. I could play anyone. I'm green. The Obi Award for best (laughs) off, off, off Broadway Zoom family private unaired phone call is 
Teddy Margus. That's why I was so upset with Heidi in Closet that she could not fully play her whole family. Right. Well, what are you going to do? She, she's She's got 300,000 followers on Twitter. She's That's doing it. great. Right. She's all good. I, um, I do love that Teddy is sweeping all of the online awards. Like, Teddy Margus <laughs> is going to come out of quarantine oh, with, like... Uh, a mantle full of awards, a new series that's going to go straight to network. It wasn't until the quarantine that my career really took off. In 2020, I remember it well. Now, um, I was delighted to see this week that my most favorite, of course, uh, uh, fashion doyen, Andre Leontali, has come out with a second memoir, sweetie. Teddy, have you heard about this? Uh, yes, I have. And because I, I sent you the article? <laughs> no, because you know I, I love him as well. I didn't know it was a second memoir, though. Yes, okay, because he wrote ALT, okay, ALT, which was... A little, to be honest, not as fun as you would want. It's a more dramatic early life tale of struggling against racism and stuff like that. Right. When, of course, what we want, we can appreciate that. But what we want is the fluff, the juice, the fashion, the coats. Honey. And apparently in this new memoir, he... The Chiffon Trenches, the name alone, alone. Now, it turns out my friend from New York who used to be a go-go boy is now an editor of fancy books. And Get he out. was the editor of this project. Get out. And when I heard that, I gagged. It was like when Colin Steele told me, Linda, that he had produced the whole last season of the barefoot Contessa. And I said, we aren't going to talk about anything else for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Who's the, who, who's, who edited this book? Or whatever. Um, I don't think you've ever met him, but he's from New York City. Oh. He's currently, I believe, in quarantine with Jay Star, the Go Go Boy. So oh, all that the guy. Uh huh. Um, and you should start he, a start a matchmaking service. What can I say? Um, <laughs> he so he gave me some inside tea behind uh, the that the book was coming out, and then recently, but it was wasn't supposed to come out till the fall. But on a wind, I mean, uh, the Daily Mail leaked out the whole tea because the book specifically talks about his breakup of friendship with Anna Wintour. With the and isn't that the thing? Well, yes, Teddy. I mean, didn't you know about this? No. No wonder Will he you? was set free and able to do his own things. Well, I remember there was a period where he wanted to do, he needed more money. That's what it was. Right, Linda? Yeah, he went to Russia. Right. He became the editor of Numero Russia, and he wanted to be able to do both jobs. But I think because it wasn't a Condé Nast publication, they said, you have to make the choice. And then he really let this, he said, Anna Wintour isn't capable of kindness. And so they kind of cut him loose. And he was a little still editor at large, but then they really just, they dropped him. And then he says she just ignores him now. Wouldn't you? 
I mean, what, ignore him? If you were Anna Wintour? Well, what would, why? Because he said you were, he, he, he broke the code. First of all, he went against Kondanast. Yes. You don't see that. <laughs> and then he said she was, what did he say? She's not capable of kindness. Well, right. <laughs> I've, I've ignored people for less. <laughs> right. Well, he's definitely he's definitely not going to uh, ever speak to her again because, you know, that he's like, I wish she could reach out to me. But that's just not ever going to happen. Let me get some of the quotes from this because it was juicy. The Daily Mail says stiletto in the back. Vogue editor on a nuclear winter has fallen out with right hand man Andre Leontali and he's taken revenge. Oh, it's this is British. He's taken revenge in a memoir so dripping with venom. It's left her glossy world agog. Oh, agog. I left her world agog. I will say that I don't think that he made the right choice. Because if you're leaving American Vogue and Anna Wintour and Condé Nast for um, Russian Numero, then you didn't get enough of that oligarch money to uh, sustain yourself and you need to write a tawdry memoir, then I, uh, I don't think he made a good deal. He and now first you're right, Linda, because he loves oligarchs. He loves to say oligarch, Russian oligarchs. I helped them with all the things. He really got deep into the oligarch world, um, and he he you're right. He should have never left American Vogue. He could have been on uh, the. He could have been the Tim Gunn of the Naomi Campbell Nicole Richie show and gotten that American oligarch money. He shot his wad too soon. Oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely what he could have done. Absolutely. If I was creative director in the world, he would have that role. I mean, and he kind of did it for a minute, but with the, when he was on Top Model. Was he was fabulous. fabulous on Top Model. I thought he was fabulous on Top Model. Oh, listen to this. Most shocking of all is his claim that she ditched him as a friend because he was too old, too overweight, too uncool. The um, true shade throw was that he was expecting to host the internet portion of the Vogue Met Gala red carpet. Of course. And, sweetie, they, the, the gala was approaching. It was days away and still not a call. And then I see they have it with some YouTuber as a host. She's not qualified. Was it Aquaria? No, it was some, some wacky girl. I don't know. There's some girl giving wacky comedy. That is sad. I don't think um, I still he didn't make the right choice. Like Russia, numero Russia is not a stepping stone unless you're staying in Russia and you're going to suck off that like tea and you're going into a and Putin's bunker. Like there's no there's no good end there here. He could have like left Vogue still and gone into television and really done something like that gig, that Met Gala gig, maybe not that one because Vogue controls that, but he still could have left and done something on television. Like he was having a moment, like we were ready for him, you know, like he could have turned that top model into something else that then would have taken him around the world, you know, like because American television is everywhere instead of like numero Russia. 
I guess that they were going to pay him like a million dollars or something. It's definitely money fueled, absolutely, because like like Linda said, there there's he could have pitched any number of projects because there's so many fashion. Even not, not not even in America because we're, I'm watching this show right now on Netflix that is uh, like from Britain and it's th- their designers. He could have done it anywhere. He could have pitched a show. It would have went with that just with his little bit of um, fame and fabulosity from model top model. She was yeah. She went. He after never that. quite got it together. Right. She went after that. She thought it was just flawless to be with that that Russian. Zarina. Right. Well, remember, they didn't get paid a lot at Vogue America. They got a lot of perks, but he wasn't making the big on a winter money. And he wanted, he was like, I've got to think about my future. And they had him along the string as an editor at large. And the last thing he did with them was host the Vogue podcast, which was brilliant. But listening to Andre, you get a, one of his vocal tics that um, you don't notice anywhere but the podcast. But once you start to listen, it's un, un, you're unable to never not hear it again. Teddy, I want you to tell me about your new collection. Okay. I'm going to be Andre Leontali. Okay. You're going to be you. And I'm going to be interviewing you about your new collection. Okay. I'm ready. Daddy, the new collection. It's a very beautiful. Tell me, tell me about what, how, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Well, my inspiration was nature, basically. I looked at Ah, nature, basically, of course, yes. I have a huge, huge garden window. And when I look out- Garden, garden window. Every morning, I I just look at the colors of nature, the the reds of a poppy or the the orange of a hibiscus and the green. Oh, the orange of a hibiscus, yes. Yes, yes, very orange. And all the all the oranges. And I thought, wouldn't that be a, a, a gorgeous gown? Gorgeous. Be gorgeous. Gown, gown. I could see it going down a runway. I could see it at a premiere on a Go, red carpet. Premiere, premiere on the red carpet. Worn by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does these interviews where he will literally repeat everything the person says, every few words. Oh, yeah. Park Avenue, yes. And he'll sometimes say it at the same time. <laughs> That's flawless. It's definitely worth a listen. Anything with Andre Leontali is worth listening to and watching. I mean, he is a dream. Um, speaking of top model, can I tell you that I recently installed Apple TV on my on my sis on my system here at home, and I realized I could watch all of my previous iTunes purchases. And sweetie, I went in and dull. I mean, my purchases go back to like 2010, 2011. Oh, yeah. I had a, a a whole season of top model of with Tyra Banks. It was did. like season eight or something like that. And I can tell you it's been many years since I saw that. And I and I was watching it with Andrew, who had never seen Top Model in that phase, and he was fascinated and it was rotted gutted i know there's all that tyra controversy because you told the girl about the the teeth gap but honey if you go back to these episodes the shit they would say about people and their appearance and how they would mock them is in today's 2020 lens a shocking 
I don't think Model Land is going to open after this. Uh, <laughs> well, no, there's, there's they keep send they keep putting out more stuff. That today I read fifteen more uh, instances where uh, Top Model was inappropriate, telling the one girl to not be so gay, and she's like, "Well, I'm proud to be gay, and I'm going to be out, and I'm a lesbian, and I'm proud of it." And Tyra's like, "You don't see me walking down the runway saying I'm black, I'm proud, I'm black, I'm proud." You're like, girl. Wow. She had us go on and be like, hey, hey, everyone, I said some things that were not cool, and I'm very sorry about it. Oh, wait, she, I didn't know she came out? Yes, she went on Twitter and had a, made a statement. It was very half-hearted, but it was... It was, very, it was like, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting that some things that we used to say are weird, but yeah, sorry, guys. Talk to me if you're upset about it or whatever. <laughs> She's like, it doesn't matter to her now. It's like, it's done. She made her money off it. Model Land, it was never going to happen. It's the stupidest idea in the universe. The dumbest for idea. <laughs> Naomi has risen to America's number one star. Naomi is also, I don't know if we discussed it. She's also on the list of acceptable celebrities of mine. It's Bethany Frankel, oh. Naomi okay. Campbell, okay. Mel C, and uh, Ghost Purse Aretha. And Ghost Purse Aretha. So we got Did five. Did you see um, the last one? Um, Mel C. Um, uh, Beth Martha Beth. was allowed. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Martha's allowed, but we're not counting it. Lady Gaga. Right. Um, especially good news. I sent Linda today a piece uh, about Martha. I have not read this article. I thought we could enjoy it together, Linda. Article is a is a loose term for this. <laughs> it's I still have now I still have uh, I still have my my Apple News subscription, which allows me access to the ever the up to the second articles from Star and the National Enquirer, and it's very weird to look at the COVID version of these Enquirers. The paparazzi have not stopped taking pictures of everybody. They are quarantining in their car outside Ariana Grande's house. Yes. Now, Martha says boozy. This article is a piece entitled Martha, Boozy and Bedford. From Martha no, 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 you cannot start the article without talking about the picture, <laughs> which I can tell you is taken from the set of her new, a promo still from her new show where she's doing camping baking, a camping baking, uh, club, but it's a picture of her drinking from a bottle in a brown paper bag, like, a, <laughs> like she's drinking on the subway. Yeah, and Oprah is pouring it, and look at the other hand, it's not, um... Oh, Oprah, yes. is, is, <laughs> Oprah is feeding it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got on a brown, um, like, bucket hat, sun protector hat that one might wear camping. But it's like the way it's flopped and cropped, it looks like she's a 1920s, like, hobo. In this <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. Linda, what is this show? It's a camping baking show? Yeah. That sounds like a dream. I've only seen the advertisement for it, but it's like bake. It's like the camp off bake off or something. And it's her in like a camping chair roasting marshmallows on the fire is the advertisement. God, I would love to have been the faggot who was shopping for the all the choices, the options for the shoot for Martha. You mean like, like the, the, the Well, like the, the, the stylist. 
the style, no, the clothing stylist who's like, Martha's doing a camping show, so we're going to need a couple basics, a couple uh, whimsical camping hats, a brown paper bag, alcohol. She's got um, a little bob if you see that little. um, Yeah, she has a fishing fishing vest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, that is a dream. Okay, here's the article. From Martha Stewart, I'll read it as the old-timey gossipy man. Even quarantining can be a good thing, as long as you've got a nice, stiff drink in hand. The lifestyle maven has clearly been tippling when she posted some unintelligible gibberish about raising baby chicks on a friend's Instagram on April 11th. The 78-year-old quickly fessed up, writing, What a mess I have been drinking. She got some more... (laughs) She got a more elegant figure earlier in the month when she expertly welded a cocktail shaker during a video chat with late night host Seth Meyers. And she kidded about holding three employees captive at her posh Bedford, New York estate. Detainees, I call them, she joked while swirling an Aperol spritz, adding that the group makes a nice dinner, has drinks and plays cards every night. She's not drinking, bitch. She's not joking, bitch, because we read a whole article, or Linda sent it to me, about Martha's gardener, who was not allowed to leave. I don't blame her. Well, she didn't spend all that time having her estate be so stunning no, to have it, it fall into disrepair. No, it would get unruly. It would be, uh, what do you call it, like those two that live in the... Grey Gardens. Grey Gardens, exactly. <laughs> well, Chris Jenner is holding her whole staff hostage, but she says that she's paying them like double overtime to like live there and stay there. So I'm sure Martha is also paying her staff. I hope. I know, so. but I love that she literally, actually, admittedly calls them detainees. Right. Yes. That's bleak. Oh, God bless! What a dream. Who's not drinking during this? She's so. So is everyone else. This is the time to do it. I'm not drinking Teddy at all because I, I just don't like it. So it doesn't really count that much. But like, what if Teddy, what if you get so drunk that you fall through a window? This is true. And then you'll get COVID. Oh and no. And then you get COVID from going to the hospital <laughs> and getting stitches. Oh no. Keep it light, Teddy. <laughs> I have one cocktail a night. That's it. Martha's new show is Bakeaway Camp with Martha Stewart. Oh, and fantastic. Co-host is um, Jesse Palmer, and it's premiering Monday, May 11th. Was that, that happened that happened, yeah. This week at 9 oh, p.m. on fantastic. Food Network. So that's available for you. Wait, it's on the oh, Food sweetie. Network? I think it's on Discovery and on Food Network, maybe. Wow. Yeah, no, Food Network, Food Network. Um, car host counselors, camp counselors include Carla Hall and Dan Langan. Oh, yes. We love them. God, you know what? I'll take it. Right now, Fantasyland food programming is extremely soothing to me. Barefoot Contessa, Martha. Have you ever watched the Martha Bakes show? Yes, many, many times. It's very, she just teaches you the most basic thing, like here's how to make cookies, here's how to make whatever. But, and it has do, do, doobity do, little chinkly music, doobity do. Oh, it's so soothing. Honey, Martha was first. Let's just say that. I know, yes, Julia Tile and all that, but Martha was first with let's do it and let's do it quality. And let's, when you watch, and I go to Martha first, always recipe wise. 
she is detailed, she is specific, and she tells you step-by-step step how to do something. Then in came Ina, who I, I adore. And if you've ever seen Ina and Martha together, it's my favorite combination. Because I, uh, Martha is literally running behind Ina, wiping up Ina's mess, because Ina can be a little sloppy. <laughs> and there's the ever simmering rage between yes. them when Martha dumped her Barefoot Contessa's first incarnation yes. of a show. Okay. Ina has never forgotten that. And honey and has constantly digging. Ina got sloppier and sloppier, and Martha was like, I cannot watch this. <laughs> I, love that. I love it too. So she was um, fabulous. So she's and her show with Snoop Dogg, it's it's kind of good. It's a little on the nose for me. I can only hear those yeah. so many times. Uh, like well, it was like fun once or twice, and then it's like you know, for fluff, go for it, Martha. I love that she doesn't take herself seriously. I love it, and she's laughing all the way to the freaking bank. Bless you, I Martha. like. I like that it exists right. because I want Martha to be. Uh, just a viable commodity all the time for the youth, for the old. But I agree with you, Lynn. It's a watch once or twice. It's cute, but I don't dive back into it. Like I do solo Martha home projects and basic baking. You know, what Miss Miss Paula Dean is back on YouTube now. Quarantine cooking with Paula Dean. Oh, I, I, I listen to Julian Brandy. I know all about that. Okay. (laughs) They're deep in Paula Dean. Um, She's got detainees there as well. Hello. Um, uh, You know what would work better for Martha with me is if Martha, God bless Snoop, I adore Snoop. Um, But what would work better for me is if it were a Martha Stewart show where she had a different rapper on every time, like, and did one-on-one Martha Bakes style with, like, someone unexpected, you know? Like, like the old show used to do sometimes, but just full fluff all the time. Like, maybe Snoop's the announcer, he's involved, but, like, it's not so much a competitionist type of thing. It's just, like, a fun baking lesson with, like, you know... Today we've got like young Jeezy, you know, like, and they're yeah. just going to have a good time together. I love Agreed. That. That's a great Martha idea. and all rappers would be great. Right. Different ones every week. Look, I agree. Martha's hatred for Trump alone is enough to just watch her no matter what she does. I want to know the NDA she signed with all what's his name and like Mark Burnett because like for real. spill the tea, Martha, spill the tea. So Rizzy. I prefer not to, Linda. I prefer to stay rich and keep my secrets till the bitter end. That's why you are uh, acceptable, but not on the list of my celebrities that I endorse right now, Martha. That's because I am part of the system, Linda. I will do whatever it takes to hold on to my own wealth and power. Listen, I didn't grow this mustache to not make money, Martha. I know what you're talking about. I know what it means. Yes. Teddy, did you enjoy the video I sent you of a performance from the past? Um, which was that, darling? <laughs> you were just watching it. Oh, great. It really didn't register. America's comment. Egypt's number one teen heartthrob. <laughs> Wait, oh, oh, is that the Aaron Carter? 
No, Teddy. No. What are you talking about? You sent me a text about this an hour ago. John, it was me. John McQuinn. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, I thought we were doing OnlyFans. Uh, oh, great. Teddy's Teddy's reading from a list. If it's not in the order of the list, no, he doesn't no. know what it is. Look, your sound, your sound for me sometimes comes in and out. So I hear, I'm trying to pick it up in like, kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-kick-a-
I was on stage as if we were in a closed theater and I was right. in like a janitor type look with a push broom. Okay. And it's, uh, it's the opening theme from shaft. Oh yeah. And it's like, and then I would look in the audience and whenever the horns went, bam, a different girl would pop up from the audience and she would take off her trench coat and she had a disco look underneath. And then she would run to the stage <laughs> and then another girl would pop up and then another girl would pop up and they all ran to the stage and they all came up and then I took off my janitor coat to have a gold lame jacket okay, that I borrowed from my mother. Um, it was my mom's prize purchase that she got at the mall in Arizona. And I said, Mom, finally, I need to use this shoulder pad gold lame <laughs> jacket for my number at school. Did you choreograph all that? Of course. But of course, a showman. What a question, Teddy. <laughs> a showman. <laughs> I got to find the video. That is the superior air guitar show. And I need to find the video for that. Is air guitar a thing in America, Linda? I mean, I only know because I went to high school in Egypt. Like, they, not specifically by that name, no, but there are, like, talent shows like that. I would say, like, maybe on Spirit Week or something, they do something like right, that. Or, like, right. when you're a senior, you do a big show like that. Mostly from television, I know that, from, like, before they were stars types of things. I don't think my school yeah. did anything fun like that. They, I guess some people called it, like, the lip-sync battle, or I guess they didn't right. call it lip-sync battle at the time, but, yeah, air guitar was basically just a lip-sync battle. Right. Yeah, we, used to do battle of, we used to do battle of the bands where they were doing uh, two, not real bands, like, like air guitar, basically. Air instruments. I never partook in that, though, because I was a model. They called my class down once and said that we were the least interested in participating in anything and that we were not friendly at all and that they and we were the least school spirited group they'd ever seen. So <laughs> perhaps wow. they did it and we just got skipped over. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Fuck those assholes. We're not doing we're not doing goddamn air guitar this year. They're not they're never even gonna know what air guitar means. We were traumatized. We're 9-11 kids. You know what else was really weird is that the other videos that were posted were um, showed all the different people in my high school, senior high school class. And the only thing I could think was like all the different times I saw these different boys naked in the locker room and masturbated thinking about them. <laughs> it was like, oh, I remember him. I remember what his dick looked like. Yeah. I remember like peeking at his dick. I mean, that's what the only thing I have left over to remember from the, from any of the from high schools just remembering seeing those people naked in the locker room when they were at their youthful peak we did not get naked in the locker room at my school we did not you didn't shower, no we did not we just oh my god there. although i did the one year i did get i was in the greatest group but inadvertently because i didn't want to be bullied by my classmates so like i went in the advanced gym locker room section it was like it was just like the hot like four of the hottest like upperclassmen had this one section to themselves and they pitied me so they let me change in that area so you had a vip locker room a vip with the hottest boys in school that's vipp hello right. right they didn't get naked that's vip vpl yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I let me tell you from eighth grade on the PE class was all about seeing other people's wings, peeping them, 
checking them out. And people were really, weans were all over the place, the different types of weans, who hung low, who did this. I had very involved <laughs> fantasy thoughts on all of the people's weans and the different dynamics in the locker room. Again, there were many different weans, though. That's true. There are so many different types of weans in the world. There are so many different types of weans in the world. They're big, they're small, they're thin, they're fat, they're full. Some of them hang very low. Some of them strike very high. (laughs) Some of them look like a weird apple or mushroom. Uh, again, you've you've. I can see that you've based all of your work in this world off of the your years in high school, basically formative years. Formative you're years. right. You haven't moved on or grown at all. Congratulations. <laughs> you're still doing dumb drag show, drag shows, production numbers, and looking at weens in different ways. Right. Congratulations. You did it. I'm going to pee so bad. I'll be back in like two seconds. You guys just talk amongst yourselves. It's no problem. No one cares. I, uh, I didn't, we didn't have showers in our high school. We had them in our, uh, I had them in like summer camp. That's where I saw my first weeds. And I was really like a group shower in summer camp. Yeah. I was more obsessed with not necessarily the ween, but who had hair and who didn't. That was what I was. Oh, Interesting. You know, like I couldn't wait to see the coach undress, or you know, the young, the young Jewish kid that had hairy legs. I was like, oh. I remember my camp counselor uh, was like this sexy, cool dude who, uh, and he, when he stripped down, he was always wearing like a bikini cut. Oh yes, underwear like leopard and black. And I remember that was very attractive to me at that age. That was where you learned, like, at summer camp, how to masturbate while appearing to not move at all. <laughs> just saying, just, just rubbing up against yourself. Um, well, I, remember, I mean, just, like, yeah, I was- creating a tented area so that you could somehow jerk off while looking at your counselor and hoping that no one noticed what you were doing. I remember, like, when you say that I had a... a a teacher, a coach in uh, my camp that would wear leopard bikini underwear. And he also had like six gold chains on each wrist, giant like rock nugget rings. And I was just like, God, he was so like very, very Burt Reynolds-y. And then when he got down and had those leopard bikinis on, forget it. Forget it, it was that was your there it, that became your life. That Teddy. was like for, there was my formative years. Let's say so when when one of my uh, late night gentleman callers calls from wherever Saudi Arabia or whatever, they nine times out of ten have on leopard bikini, and I love it. But of course, Teddy. But of course, Teddy. I want you to see my chubby beyond the way to look at. Oh, I love it. Is that what you do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Keep them on. Now, not a lot of celebrity stories currently have any meaning at all because of the insanity of COVID. Who cares about hot topics? But unless it's the fever you get from COVID, um, like uh, the one good one is Courtney's Botox, Botox panic. She's losing face. Oh, no. 
Like everyone else in lockdown, Courtney Cox is dying to see friends and family. But sources say there's one person the Friends alum misses in particular, her dermatologist. Courtney, who's made no secret of her cosmetic tweaks over the years, is freaking out because she can't get her usual Botox injections and fillers, and the fine lines and creases are coming back. Desperate to plump up the volume, the actress, 55, has been hoarding elixirs, creams, and masks as a temporary fix, which has helped a little, but not a lot. And now that the long-awaited Friends reunion special has finally been greenlit by HBO, the timing couldn't be worse. On one hand, Courtney's relieved that filming's been put on hold due to the health crisis. And it's some consolation that everyone else in Hollywood, including her co-stars, are going through the same thing. But she's terrified of what her lockdown face is going to look like in a couple months. Lockdown face. They actually said lockdown face. Well, She's got lockdown face. I'm calling shade. I'm calling shade on this because, you know, Courtney has come out and stated that she was not going to have anything else done ever because she realized she went too far with her fillers and her surgeries on her face specifically. So Botox doesn't count in that scenario. That's true. But Uh, honey, you could go. She's well, it's only been two months. So she's that worried. She's going to fall her face in two months. I'm saying I'm calling shade on this because it's absolutely untrue because we all know that the Beverly Hills Community Board voted unanimously to allow in-home plastic surgeries to resume. That's true. And they're happening in my apartment right now. Right. (laughs) And also, um, what was I going to say? Friends is garbage. Who cares? Cancel it. No, and first of all, the reunion of Friends is not going to be what everyone thinks it is. Everyone's like, oh, my God. It's literally going to be like a kind of like a recap show a special a one-time thing yeah they're gonna all get together on stage and be like we're all millionaires ha 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 and that's it boring we have a precedent setting uh figure of our salary on the last two years do you think matthew perry is gonna um survive oh girl i was gonna say sober up (laughs) no girl and now if anybody should be worried about lockdown face it's matthew perry sweetie He's going to come out looking like Carol O'Connor in the final days. Oh, my God. Ouch. Ouch. (laughs) Now, Linda, what did you think? I was able to do my Nancy Drew best, and I I got the photos from, and I called this early, early on. I said that Aaron Carter, who was getting 5150 by his family, so they were trying to stop him from selling his own house to make money. I said what he needs to do is to start an OnlyFans so that he can exploit his body and make tons of money. And what did he do? Open and only fans. Now, whether or not this became a huge success, I do not know. I feel like it has closed down. It doesn't quite look like soon. a success, can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> if I had to rate it on the picks of whether or not it was a success, I would say, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Harsh. No, what but is, I'm obsessed with he's got um what is what's on his nightstand. Oatmeal crisp, that's exactly what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks great. God bless. Uh, you want to buy my nudes? Send me some money. I'm re- I'm ready. 
Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, but like, I will take the oatmeal, Chris, in the glass. He's got cereal <laughs> on the glass. nightstand in a glass. Oh my god, I was obsessed when I saw that. <laughs> yes, Tommy. Yes. Oh yeah. The fake then, flowers. There's another picture. The picture of the ween. Now, whose hand is that? Is there's with long nails? Is that him? Feel he's he he masturbates with fake nails on. I might I gotta meet him. He has a lady <laughs> oh friend God. around. Is that a lady yeah. friend? That looks like I don't know what that. I mean, to me, that scared me. I'm I can't even make out what all of it is. To be well, honest, you know, we, Teddy and I are both huge fans of a nude nail, but this is a nude nail on a uh, finger where they didn't exfoliate first. The spray tan is coming off everywhere, but around the nail bed, around so the it's camera. orange around the new nude nail. And the nail is also like no. I don't think it's uh-uh. it's pointy. It's it's uh-uh. not a squall. It's not squoval. Uh-uh. It's not quite stiletto. It's, it's just kind of and what is it? Tell me what it is. I can't even look at the ween. I look at the nail. It's vampiric. The nail. It's vampiric. It's true. Yes. Uh huh. I'm scared he, of it. His he looks great. God bless him. I think he does. He does look great. Once, you, if you start to get into his his gaunt face, it feels cracky. But if you just appreciate his tiny waist, uh, cute butt, uh, lean body, I think he looks good. I'm concerned about the oil lamp also next to yeah, the oatmeal crisps. It's definitely, it's, <laughs> yeah, there is definitely an, there is a fire hazard waiting to happen, and it will be blamed on meth, and it probably is not meth. No, it's an oil lamp. Yeah, right. We don't believe that. It was. It was an oil lamp. There seems to be Oreos on the nightstand in another picture. And that oil lamp is right next to those fake peonies. That no, huge, I, exactly fake peonies. I can't with the the backdrop. I cannot stop looking at everything else but the body. Right. That's- uh, do you like his framed artwork of a YSL logo <laughs> on a canvas against the wall? Gay. That was also a, a concern of mine. Was that, that picture? Oh my god! I'm obsessed with these pictures. Now, if you if everybody else wants to follow along and see these pictures, all you have to do is Google Aaron Carter OnlyFans LPSG, which is the Large Penis Support Group. <laughs> That's where they post all sorts of nudes of celebrities and others. I feel like you should also send him Venmo him a dollar if you're going to follow along. <laughs> Poor Aaron. Okay, the I would door, agree. The door. I don't is- think. Very suburban on this McMansion or whatever it is. Yeah, he's. It, this is a. This is a. Uh, like an Orlando. Yeah, so semi-gated Florida. community. <laughs> so Florida. It's so like Florida. a. Yeah. yeah, and the color on the wall is called sand. I've I've seen it in Florida homes. The door, the fl- the the wall color, the carpeting. Oh my God, the yeah. carpeting. Yeah. The oatmeal crest the oatmeal bought crest at Costco. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Now I I I don't I think that this now they they do show his butthole on his OnlyFans. He uh, so there you go butthole approved. Um, I don't think that it's still going. That's what I need to we need to see right now. Is is Aaron Carter's OnlyFans still? going. Siri, 
Is Aaron Carter's? Yes, only it is. It's twenty four percent off right now, or something. Oh my god! How well oh my god. It's no, it's twenty four dollars a month. He's on sale. Yes. That's the thing. He can charge premium because of his fame. Right. Oh, Aaron, I wish. While everybody else um, is doing, Gerg says across the board nine ninety nine, even the most successful. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, maybe I'll join for one month so uh, we can see what we can see. I'd be interested to see what's going on. I wish he would have sex with men. Uh, he's still, you know, maybe that's why he, he, maybe that's why he put the nails on his finger to, you know, one side he's, but he's exploring his bisexuality through masturbation. So one hand is the man hand and one hand is the woman that's hand. It. And he can just visually accept whatever oh, it is. That is his girlfriend Melody Martin, that's her hand, who's pregnant right now as well, I believe. That's why with his baby? That's what this article says. Oh god. She looks like an OnlyFans girl by her I'm just I'm gonna make a gross generalization by her makeup and her hair and all of the What is her name? Please must look her pornorific, up. Pornorific uh What's style her name? she's got going on. Melanie Where is it? Griffin? I lost it. It's Melanie Griffith. I'm with Aaron Carter now. It's really great to be with Aaron. He's got a young energy, and I'm very young at heart. What happened to Antonio Banderas? He's still at home with the kids, but I can't be bothered. He's a terrible chauvinist, and I'm sick of it. I need someone young and fresh in my puss. I need Aaron Carter. I love young guys with tattoos. Do you have your own? Do you have an OnlyFans, Melanie, or just do you just guest star on errands? I just do collabs. <laughs> I love doing collabs with some of the biggest OnlyFans talents. I'm doing Peachy Sam next. It's going to be fantastic. Melanie Martin is her name. Melanie Martin, looking her up right now. Let's see. She looks like Methy McGee. She also has... Oh, wait. No, she does not. Hold on. She's very... She's got an Amazon wish list. Well, it's his pregnant ex-girlfriend. Yes, she is pregnant. Oh, she a day ago just launched her adult entertainment career. God, there you go. Well, they're both, uh, you know, yeah. the the couple that only fans together stays together. Oh, she looks, she's she's the kind of woman I want to look like. She's really fake, head to toe. Uh, you know, God bless him. I hope he's making some good money on that. She's got a Louis I hope Vuitton so too. bikini on. I'm obsessed with it. I wish you had a Louis Vuitton bikini. I know. I'm gonna put that on my OnlyFans. Her cheekbones are, are real. <laughs> well, I think actually in real life they don't look like that, but she photoshops her face to look like right. uh, like a, crazy. Oh, She's God. beautiful. She's a lovely girl, but she photoshops herself in an insane way. I remember when Johnny came out on stage and revealed that he was a pimp with a gold lame jacket, and she popped up out of the audience in a disco outfit. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to win. <laughs> no oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, make sure you check out Linda James' Cool Comfort Pod. 
new episodes multiple times a week, right? I'm up to like, I'm on like about every four days now I'm doing it. It depends on my mental health, you know, like it's Mm. a lovely show Mm -hmm. for, I mean, and and let me tell you, my mental health means I'm recording more if I'm depressed because it actually soothes me to get into the practice of it. And it's totally fun. It's like, it's, you know, it's a good show. It's totally fun. We love it. Thank you. I listen to it on the regular. I, I have your. I I just started your most latest episode. Oh, the the uh, the smooth brain. <laughs> it's all smoothly, Linda James. Well, I mean, smooth brain. That's when you like dumb. The last one's like oh. very. It's like I was. It's just very funny because I. Some are serious. Some are funny. The last one, smooth brain watch list. I just talk uh. about. Um, uh, YouTube's that I watch when I don't want to think about children's toy easy bake oven play sets. Oh yeah, that's the one at the top of my playlist to listen to. So they're very soothing for bedtime. They're I perfect. enjoy them. Perfect for bedtime. And on the other end of the spectrum, you need to be awake <laughs> if you're gonna listen to Triggered with Teddy. <laughs> Triggered with Teddy, Teddy Tales. Teddy Tales every Tuesday and Thursday, five PM Pacific Standard Time. Love it. On Instagram Live. Instagram Live, darling. I don't miss an um, episode. Me and Estelle and Helly Hell. Are you guys in there. Are, in the you group. guys are front row. Love it. I love it. All right, everyone. Well, we'll see you next time on The Gayest of All Time. Thanks for listening. Hey, why don't you go and write a review of this show? It's been in action now uh, 15 years, I think. More than that, actually. That's about 15. But come on, write a review. Even if you wrote one before, write two reviews. Use your friend's computer. You write a review and read it. And um, Can I add something? Five stars only. Yes. Five stars Five only. Five stars only. Don't bother, yeah. writing a, don't bother writing a three-star review. If you're listening to it, if you've made it this far in the episode, just go ahead and give it five stars for the fun of it. For exactly. the fun of it. And we have a new Facebook group. It's the gayest of all time. I consider it the gayest of all time family page. So join the family. The question to join is uh, who loves Mud Jam? And we all know the answer to that. If you're a gay pimpin' aficionado, the answer is Jamie Lynn's Bears. Because we know Jamie Lynn's favorite movie is Jill the Now. So join that, and we're going to chat. I'll be, I post fun little tidbits, clips from the episodes, info about uh, Adam, Erica, Linda, Teddy's podcasts. And, uh, yeah, we love you. And we'll see you next time, sweetie. Bye, queens. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. Blood Blood Curdle. Blood Curdle. Um, so Teddy on this 
incarnation of the show, we start with uh, I'm so-and-so, and I'm I'm Teddy, and I'm something. You say something cute. Like today, I'm saying something about an alternative career. I'm Johnny McGovern, and if I, my alternative career is blank. Okay, I'm confused beyond belief, but I'll think of something. Just give me something to say. I've lost Teddy's audio. Oh, no. Am I gone? Oh, no, you're back. There's just a little, I hear you. Just okay. a little hiccup over here. Just there a was a hiccup. hiccup. Well, like Teddy, last week I said, I'm Johnny McGovern, and I'm the wig detective. And then I talked about that for a second. Then I said, over here is Linda James. And she said, I'm Linda James, and I'm eating emotional support cookies. Okay. Right. So you just say, like, I'm Teddy, and I'm putting on orange lipstick at 10 p.m. every night and living an alternative life as a woman named Chazina or whatever. That is exactly A woman named Danielle. A woman named Danielle. I'm living an alternative life as Chazina. Like, <laughs> I'm eat a little shit for that, my God. John. <laughs> <laughs> That's high 